This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Geico presents oh, yet another voicemail from your roommate. Hi. So about the kitchen. Turns out when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. <laughs> Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here, and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Welcome back in. You were listening to the September 29, 2017 edition of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a road of his podcast brought to you by MyBookie and dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart, at Fantasy Gumshoe. Joining me today on the show is the host of the Fantasy Land podcast, a contributor here at The Viz, the producer of PokerTube, and a frequent guest and co-host here on Road of His Radio. You can find him on the tweets at Peter Overzet. That's O-V-E-R-Z-E-T. You know it doesn't stop there, though, as we also had to get a little bit of the mans on to tackle some of these QQs this week as well. So, also welcome to the show, veteran poker and DFS grinder, Pete Manzanelli. You can find him on the tweets at Pete Manzanelli. That's M-A-N-Z-G-O-A-T. It is great to have you, fellas. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Is on the mailbag show, what is good? Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for having us, Jeremy. You know, uh, ideally, I would have left Manzanelli at home, but he finds a way of kind of always butting into whatever I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, we're both glad to, to be here and on the mailbag. It's almost like as if he has some sort of special power, right? Because I, I reached out to you to bring you on the mailbag because I've been dying to get you on. And somehow, some way, in our private DM, all of a sudden the man's just shows up in the thread. It doesn't make any sense. So, man's, you, you got to tell me here, what is this special power and how the heck did you get yourself on the show here? Yo, what's up, dude? Yeah, thank you for having me. You know, this dude, Peter, he's uh, he's kind of like let me into my life. He's like my producer. He lets me crash here um, when I'm not at one of my penthouses. So, yeah, dude, it's just kind of a very symbiotic relationship. Uh, and he does a lot of the grunt work for me. So, you know, I appreciate him in that regards. But sometimes the podcast wants some entertainment value, none of this boring droning on fantasy stuff. So they bring me on to spice it up. And uh, I'm here to provide my services once again today, dude. Well, it's much appreciated, Mans, and we're we're certainly looking to spice things up as we answer other questions for the week regarding dynasty trades, player outlooks, redraft takes, start sits, DFS hits, etc. But before we do uh, dive right in, I'm going to throw this over to Pete here. One of my favorite podcast listens of all time, to be candid, Fantasyland takes an evergreen yet NPR-style approach to fantasy, and in fact, the tagline is, everything you didn't know you wanted to know about fantasy, or something like that. So, Pete, take us behind the scenes as much as you're able and talk a little bit about the show how it came to be about and what you aim to do yeah no so uh yeah fantasy land that started um i guess it was last january so like a year and, and nine or so months ago and yeah it was the brainchild of uh, matt friedman and fantasy douche and and they kind of had the idea to do a, an npr style podcast about fantasy and then they brought me and pat Corain on to host and help produce it and yeah, you know, the episodes take forever to make, so that's why they're released so infrequently. But yeah, we're just kind of aiming to do something different, trying to tell really unique stories and hopefully appeal to a wider audience. Yeah, you certainly do appeal to a wider audience, a broader audience. We went across the pond with the last one. I'm really hoping you're able, Pete, to pull back the curtain, maybe just a tad in terms of what you have here in store for the future. 
Yeah, I wish I had a, a concrete tease to give. You know, we're kicking around some ideas for future shows. So I guess I'll just use this as the opportunity to say that if you do have a really good fantasy story to let us know, uh, you can email us at fantasylandpod at gmail or shoot one of us a tweet. You know, we get we get lots of good topic ideas. You know, we have tons of topics, but really kind of what we're looking for are really cool, unique stories. So if something comes to mind, uh, a crazy league story, you know, someone who... Yeah, it could be really anything related to the world of fantasy. We we would be glad to hear it if you have it. That is fantastic. And as everyone mentioned, we're looking for crazy and unique stories here. So one of the things that we're actually trying to get... Wait, I'm sorry. Man, man's... He keeps, he keeps hitting, hitting me up on the on the Skype read over here. Okay, man, what do you got? Skype. What do you got? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, dude, um, I, I have an idea. Um, I was thinking you guys could do like a 30s for 30s about me, like an episode about the mans. You know, I've like truly revolutionized the game. I'm crushing it. DFS, season-long, dynasty, dude. I'm like a pioneer. I don't know if you've heard I'm pushing for a fullback slot on the DFS site. So when that gets through, I will kind of be a legend. Uh, I think you guys get out in front of this and do an episode about me, dudes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll certainly give you the A for the effort. And I, I don't know, it might be a little bit of a stretch, man, if we're really talking about, you know, 30 for 30 style uh, about you. I I know you're a grinder and you're, you're definitely pulling down the, you know, the, the ones and twos on the poker table there. Pete, what are your, what are your thoughts on this one here? Yeah, I just wish Mans would stop emailing the Fantasyland account. Basically, every day I wake up and delete about 20 of his awful uh, show topic ideas. So, yeah, I'm really trying to keep the Mans uh, separate from what we're trying to do at Fantasyland. So if you could not provoke him anymore, that would actually be preferred. That is certainly fair enough. Well, we don't want to provoke Mans anymore, but we do want to provoke everyone into a 30% discount because that's what we do on this show. It's the Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage at rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the GOAT content we have here, and it also supports the pod. You can also support the pod, subscribe to, and rate us on the uh, iTunes, Rotoviz Radio, uh, hit up the channel. It takes hard work getting the show out, and quite frankly, it takes a little bit harder work also getting this show on with with not only one guest but also the man's here. So uh, just take that into consideration when you hit that review there. And if you have any QQs you'd like answered on the show, be sure to email us RotovizRadio at gmail dot com. We'll go ahead and get that taken care of for it for you as well. All right, fellas, let's push our chips in and hit up these QQs for the week. All right, Pete, we're gonna throw the first one your way. Dynasty, here we go. Oh boy, what do we do with Cam Newton? Oh, geez. Yeah, that that one's so gross. And I feel like where we're at right now, unless you're willing to take 50 cents on the dollar, there's probably no trading him. So you basically just have to hold, right? Because no one's also knocking down your door trying to get him either. Uh, you know, if it's a one QB league, maybe you have a backup you're using. Maybe there's some guys that you can stream. Uh, but otherwise, I think you just kind of have to plug your nose, play him when he has a good matchup. I mean, this week <laughs> against the Pats, you're, you're probably having to play him with as bad as the Pats have looked. But yeah, maybe he strings together one or two good weeks and, and then you can move him. But I feel like the perception has already kind of sunk in as far as like now what people think of him as a as a innate quarterback talent. And you're kind of uh, left holding the bag. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. And to your point, if it's a one QB league, I mean, I don't think I would necessarily fret over this because it's the damn QB position. Just go ahead and get somebody else, trade a second round pick, third round pick, and you can go ahead and get your production that way. But yeah, I mean, if it's, it's clogging up a roster spot, maybe you're in a dynasty that's a 14 team, you know, FFPC style or something or 14, um, deep roster, I should say. I, I'm almost willing to do the 50 cents on the dollar because A, you need him to get healthy. B, you need the team to kind of click on also. Cylinders. And C, you also need the coaching to also realize that, okay, if we're ever going to get Cam Newton back, we have to get Cam Newton back and let him actually be productive rushing the ball as well. And I think that also has something to do with health as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else you can do but to, to kind of move on at this point. All right, redraft, Pete. I have to put Marcus Marquise Lee above Terrell Pryor this week and going forward, right? Given his air yard market share, no Allen Robinson, wouldn't he also be above guys like Tyrell Williams and Jamison Crowder at this point? It's just hard for me to come to grips with the fact that this might be sustainable for Lee. 
Yeah, I, I think you have to like Marquise Lee this week. I definitely liked him a lot more after I read uh, Josh Hermsmeyer's Air Yards article this week. I'm pretty sure Lee was his number one guy uh, that the model liked to have a big game uh, this week or going forward. Man, I don't know if I could put him ahead of Pryor for the entire rest of the season. I know it's it's trending that way. I guess I still have faith that they'll get it going with Pryor. Uh, he did ha- get some deep looks that first week, so maybe they can get that ball rolling. But yeah, I think he he is above guys like Tyrell Williams and Jamison Crowder. I know Ben Gretsch wrote about kind of how Tyrell Williams is getting squeezed out of some targets with Travis Benjamin emerging there. So yeah, he's not as hot of a commodity as he was, you know, how he appeared coming into the season. And then Crowder too, yeah. Crowder's losing some targets to uh, uh, to Grant. Uh, there, Ryan Grant in Washington as well. So yeah, I, I think I'll take Pryor still long term, but then Lee would probably be my second guy of those four. Yeah, I'm I'm with you exactly how you answered, and I still am like there's a there's a the gut inside me is saying that the correct answer is Lee over Pryor, but no, I mean all of it also. Going back to Josh Hermsmeyer's work, all the air yards are still there. It just isn't converting yet for Terrell Pryor. So I think we've got to hold out one more week here. Uh, the next one, Pete, uh, here we go, redraft. How many times is Amari Cooper going to burn me this year? I'm thinking of starting Rashard Matthews above him this week. Is this overthinking it? Yeah, it is. Uh... It's really frustrating to me because I own uh, Amari in a bunch of spots and, you know, week one was just such a tease, you know, and he's really struggled since. I, I think you have to start Rashard Matthews over him this week just with Amari at Denver and Rashard Matthews with Corey Davis out is now getting such a consistent target share. I think he had 10 targets last week. Uh, I'm pretty sure Delaney Walker is going to play but was banged up. So, I, I don't know how you can ignore kind of the better matchup, the more guaranteed targets. Uh, still hopeful Cooper turns it around uh, long-term this season. But, yeah, I think Matthews is the guy you roll with right now. Mans, what are you, what are you pinging me for? You, this guy keeps pinging. Okay, Mans, all right, Mans has something to say about Amari as well. Go ahead. Dude, you guys need to keep the faith with this dude's Amari Cooper's dude. I'm telling you, I watched him at the University of Alabama as it was just go route, go route, touchdown, go route, touchdown. All you guys, you overreact to these small sample sizes, dude. You're mashing in Amari Cooper, dude. I'm playing him in DFS. He's going to be sub 0% owned this week. Nobody wants him. When everybody's zigging, the man's zagging. I'm all in on Amari Cooper's. I can't. Disagree with the man's take there from a GPP contrarian lash slash leverage perspective here. So, all right, let me let me throw another one your way, man. You seem to be the DFS grinder here. The only problem is you recently laid a massive goose egg while attempting to eat a 16-inch pizza in 10 minutes or under. So, uh, how do you defend yourself on this one here? Dudes, I my one of my one agreement about coming on this show was we weren't going to talk about the pizza challenge, but okay, I'll talk about the pizza challenge. <laughs> Basically, DraftKings had this thing they wanted you to eat a 14 inch pizza, and I was like, a 14 inch pizza? That's kind of weak. That's more like a medium, not really even a large. So I ordered a 16 inch from the local establishment down down the street from my house. And you know what, the the man's here's the other thing. Apparently, when you're doing a pizza challenge, you're supposed to just eat and not talk to your live stream. And I was doing a live stream, dude. I was trying to provide content for my followers, for my fans, for my viewers, for my subscribers. And people were telling me in the chat, dude, you need to stop talking and eating. So like, you know what? I was putting on an entertaining show. I I literally bit off more than I could chew. And But what was really important to me is I actually inspired. I inspired Josh Hermsmeyers. I inspired others to do this challenge and to succeed. And so in a lot of ways, I didn't fail, but I purposefully – um, you know, didn't succeed so others could ultimately succeed. Now, one of the things I was wondering, because I didn't get a timestamp of the video, I did happen to catch the video, and I must say you, you were pretty close there, man. I was rooting for you. I was definitely rooting for you there, pal. But I was wondering if you went to 16 inches after they said uh, they're asking people to get creative for additional money. So it sounds like you weren't looking for anything additional. You just you, you took the bull by the horns, and you, you went straight for, for the jugular with 16 inches right off the bat. 
Yeah, then they're, they're ripping off that idea of now encouraging people to go more ambitious. And all, oh, by the way, dude, I haven't gotten any feedback from DraftKings, dude. They haven't, they haven't liked, they haven't favored, they haven't shared. I have one of the most highest viewed pizza challenge videos on YouTube and they're trying to ignore me. They're trying to suppress the mans and, and it will not stand. We will get the word out here on the mailbags. All right. Well, we're going to have to move on from here, mans. Uh, Pete, I'm going to throw the next one your way. Redraft, PPR, start three out of Sammy Watkins, Adam Thielen, Chris Hogan, Devontae Parker, and Willie Sneed. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to just first I'm going to throw away Willie Sneed just for this week. Uh, I think you want to wait and see uh, kind of a prove it week from him to know how he's going to be involved. If he's back up to speed, you never know, conditioning, whatever. So let's throw him out. I think pretty easily I'm going to play Chris Hogan and Adam Thielen. They've both been playing so well. Uh, Adam Thielen has a great matchup this week, and I, I don't know how you possibly sit Chris Hogan uh, with Brady and the amount of plays they're running and just how well that offense uh, looks when they're, when they're passing the ball deep. So that really leaves me with... Uh, deciding between Sammy Watkins and Devontae Parker, and they're both kind of in similar spots coming off of, of big games. I think I'm going to lean Parker uh, just because I think that they're going to have to push the ball downfield a little bit more against the Saints. Uh, I know that their cornerback, I, I believe is it Marcus Lattimore, has been pretty good, so he might be on Parker some, but I'm still going to take my chances uh, with Parker and assume maybe the Watkins was a little bit more of a flash in the pan. Yeah, this one was really hard, and I, I went the same directions you went here, and I think the spot is just entirely too good for Devontae Parker here and and Jay Cutler over overseas, and just that, that that's the only thing I would say. Maybe that's a negative there, uh, but admittedly on this one, Sammy Watkins is the guy that I just have a massive bias. Uh, not against him, but against the follow-up performance where he just completely had a goat performance and now everybody's going to be on him and now everything's going to go over to Cooper Cup or something, right? So I don't, I don't really know. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. In, in fact, I think if you need a home run, Devontae Parker is probably the play because I think you're going to see more volume there um, just given the game script and all that jazz. Uh, next question here is DFS. Sorry, man, so I'm going to throw this one over to Pete here this time. Is this a week to simply go back to Zach Ertz or take the savings with a guy like Charles Clay? And I'll throw another one in there, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, Oh, ASJ makes it a little bit interesting. He had six targets last week. And it seems like the Jets are going to need him and want to use him a lot. I'm still probably going to go with Ertz. It, it might be this thing where there's maybe, I know he, he's priced up on both the sites, but there's still maybe a little bit of value to be had before he's priced as one of those elite guys. So the volume's been there and he gets another good matchup here. So I'm going to, I'm going to bank the, the kind of high floor and consistency with Ertz at a position that just hasn't had much consistency, consistency this season. Yeah, I like your take there. I haven't admittedly done a lot of weekend build-outs yet. If it was the Thursday to Monday slates, I would say go ahead and take the savings. In fact, I already placed stuff out there with Austin, Safarian, Jenkins because it really allowed me to to pay up for guys like Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, um, and then, of course, take guys like you know your Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Sanders, so on and so forth there. Um, but as we get into the weekend, I don't think you're going to have to go up as high at the running back position, but... I I could be speaking a little too early here. So right now, I think I'm, I'm with you there on Ertz. Uh, Mans, I got another one coming your way here. I'd venture to say that plenty of our audience is not only playing fantasy football, but they might dabble a little bit in some poker as well. So what's your approach when you figure out someone is bluffing? And tell me about a time you bluffed your way to a big win. Yeah, dude. So I this is actually, there's a lot of kind of parallels between kind of fantasy footballs and poker. And one of those is when I'm playing poker, dude, I make I make what we call soul reads, dude. I kind of look into someone's soul. I sniff out a bluff. I look deep within them. And I think, you know, if you don't, if you can't relate to that, think of yourself if you're kind of like a film grinder, right, dude? So you're watching the tape. You're trying to peer into these prospect souls and to know if they're going to be good. And that's what I do at the poker tables. But as far as for me, dude, I, I love to bluff, but I find myself in a bit of a predicament because everybody looks at me and they see, you know, how buff I am, how good I look in a tank top with my sunglasses and my blinged out, you know, necklaces, and they think I'm crazy. 
And so I can't get away with a lot of bluffs. Everybody wants to call the mans. So that kind of puts me in a predicament. I kind of have to have the goods a lot of the time. But I do like bluffing. I played in the World Series of Poker. I actually raised Danny Negreanu's big blind, uh, and he with just a couple of rags, and he mucks. So yeah, dude, I've, I've pulled I've pulled ones over on you know the the presumed best in the world, dude. Fantastic stuff, Mans. And they do say, uh, and you mentioned some of the similarities in poker and fantasy football, that sometimes your biggest edge is when your opponent is making a mistake. And I actually experienced a lot of that this weekend over on the draft app, uh, just kind of doing some quick head-to-heads for the short slates, uh, just the primetime slate where you get in these quick head-to-heads and you wait for your opponent to make mistakes like, I've already drafted two running backs and the other person drafts a running back and I I can't even take another running back. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to take a wide receiver or a quarterback here because I literally cannot take another running back here. So everybody, just get over there. Try out the head-to-heads on draft because you're not going to be disappointed. If you like what we're doing here with the show, you like fantasy football, you got an edge because you listen to the show, so get on over there. No trades, no waiver, uh, waiver wire. Uh, it's literally available every last minute. There's new drafts firing off every minute, every hour, every single day. So you have a couple minutes. Go ahead and try it out. The best part, you get to play for straight cash, homie. The draft started just a dollar. If you just want to dabble a little bit, you can go in there and get a $1,000 head-to-head mans. So just hang on here, all right? But you might want to listen to this one. I know you're the poker grinder here, so if you've got $1,000 laying around, I think you might want to check this out for your Aaron Ripkowskis of the world. Uh, again, no salary caps, real live snake draft, and you get to play with your friends like you did in season long anytime you want. So come on out and draft with us today. Download the app anytime. Search Draft in the App Store and join the game in minutes or you can play right from your computer on playdraft.com. For a limited time only, you can get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code RVRADIO. Again, that promo code is RVRADIO. Go ahead and type that in as your promo, and we'll go ahead and get you out that three. Well, we won't. Draft is going to get you out that free entry for your first deposit. All right, Pete, we're going to move on here and... um, your most embarrassing story you can share. Oh, boy. Yeah, I actually have always had a good uh, go-to embarrassing story. It goes all the way back to middle school. I was in seventh grade, was playing uh, middle school basketball, and my school had a game, and the girls' team was playing before us. And so the guys were in the locker room changing. You know, I put on my my jersey. I tie up my shoes. I throw my gym bag. I'm ready to go out. I was one of the first ones out of the locker room. And I start walking, and I walk behind the girls' bench. And I decided I wanted to chat up some of the girls on the bench. I start talking to them, and I notice, like, their eyes are not on my eyes and my face. They just are staring down, and they're starting to giggle. And I finally looked down and realized I had forgotten to put on my shorts. And I'm just standing there (laughs) in my boxers, but with the rest of my basketball clothes. And I sprinted back to the locker room uh, and literally did not want to come out. I think a a coach just had to (laughs) convince me to come back out later. Uh, So, yeah, that that definitely goes down as my my most embarrassing. So, so uh, how, what happened when you did come back out, right? Because in the, all the while, you're just sitting there like, hey, guys, let's go win the game. Here we go. Kimasabi, kill somebody, right? All yeah. those chants. The next thing you know, you literally don't have your pants on. Yeah, and it was just so bad, too, because the girls thought I was just being a jokester and was, you know, try, trying to pull a joke or something. And it was, no, no, no. It, somehow my boxers uh, were baggy enough that they felt like shorts, and I thought I had already put on my shorts. But, no, I had not. Now, were they, they uh, okay, I'm, I'm clearly going down too much information, but when I was in middle school, I thought I was cool, so I would wear silk boxer shorts, right? So in case I was with the girlfriend at the time and, you know, she, you know, maybe weighed it down that way, like, ooh, silk, was, was that the type or were you uh, like a Mickey Mouse kind of guy? No, I uh, I can assure you in seventh grade, I didn't have to worry about any girls seeing my boxers unless I accidentally forgot to put my shorts on. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, me too, Pete, me too. <laughs> me too. We're just going to move on from there because I was raised as a very good child, and my kids <laughs> will be too. Dynasty, Pete, I'm, I'm confused by everyone saying I need to sell Leonard Fournette on his production. He seems to be doing just fine for me. What am I missing? 
Yeah, I guess I guess I haven't heard a ton of people uh, saying this, although I could believe it. Uh, I don't know. I think it's the thing with all of these running backs that you, you know don't catch a ton of passes. I feel like their perception and their production is always going to vary. Always is going to feel pretty volatile in week to week because they're so dependent on you know is the offensive line gelling? Are they in good game scripts? You know what kind of workload are they getting? So, you know, with Fournette, it, se- it seems like if you drafted him, you're getting kind of what you expected, what you wanted. You're getting the volume. He's getting the goal line work. I don't know what you would be selling or what would have been a surprise to you that would make you want to sell. So I, I don't really I don't really get it. I think you're you're holding and you're enjoying the the workload if you own him. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm I'm. I have learned little, 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 I have one Lynette Lynette oh my gosh Lynette this <laughs> this is clearly making the outtakes but I'm also going to keep it in the live because why the hell not here but I have one Leonard Fournette share and I'm enjoying it because he is actually helping me uh, with a winning record here so far in the short term here uh, but I like I get the opposition right because I get that a situation sucks I get the quarterback situation is probably only going to get worse but the defense is good. It is still going to kind of keep Leonard Fournette on the field, but you know that type of volume in an inefficient offense. How long can that be sustained? So I, I get all that. I just if you're going to sell a midseason, I I think that perception to your point is you're really not going to get what you want from them. So I think the play is to still hold, enjoy, and once the off-season ranks come out and everybody starts flip-flopping all of their startup dynasty ranks again, they're going to have Leonard Fournette up there in the first at the you know one-two turn at the latest, right? So that's when you can, if you think you need to get out of Dodge, that's your time to do it, and you can turn Leonard Fournette into whatever you want at that point, a couple first-round picks, so on and so forth. There we go. All right, uh, redraft, Pete. I just blew my load on Wendell Smallwood. Where does he stack up against James White, Theo Riddick, and Chris Thompson rest of season? Yeah, it sounds like this person has a, a small pass catching back fetish, uh, and, <laughs> and Wendell Smallwood will, uh, will fit right in with all those guys. I think I still prefer James White and probably Chris Thompson over Smallwood. You know, James White just being in the Pats offense. Uh, he has that kind of guaranteed third down workload. Chris Thompson looked electric this week. I don't know if he's going to get the touches to keep that type of production up, but, uh, I would slot Wendell Smallwood right in there with Theo Riddick, a guy that you're going to probably be able to fill in on bye weeks, give you some floor, but ne- not necessarily a guy that's going to be a league winner. Or you're going to feel great about starting every week. Yeah, with you there. Just a whole bunch of menace with Wendell Smallwood there. And, and Pete, Chris Thompson is quintessentially this year's Tyreek Hill. Ooh. He has I- to be. Yeah, I get. Yeah, either him or maybe uh, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, yeah, it could it could definitely be Tariq Cohen. I just think I, I think I'm coming from well the you know like this. There's no way this can sustain. There's no way he can turn this few touches into that many touchdowns or this many big plays. And that's all we've seen so far. So maybe maybe it it's probably not going to continue. There's no way it's going to continue. But that's what we were saying last year about Tyreek Hill. And, boy, Chris Thompson sure looks good out there. It's like, ah, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like, I don't want to miss the train on this. Luckily, I played him in a little bit of primetime stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, how do you feel good about rolling a guy out there that's going to touch the ball, what, five to seven times a game? I completely yeah. just took over the Wendell Smallwood question, by the way. No, no, no. I like it. Yeah, the, the, these are the times where the it's nice because the one league I do have Chris Thompson, it's one where we have, you know, four flex spots or something ridiculous where you're starting basically everyone on your team. So those are the leagues where it's fun because you're like, you can just get them in your lineup. It's when you can only start two or maybe three and you're deciding, do I want Chris Thompson over a guy I know is going to get 15 touches? That's when it's not fun. Yeah, oh, I'm with you there. And I'm in, I'm in a couple dynasty leagues where we even moved, removed kickers and defenses and somehow we still only have eight or nine starters rolling out. Like, what are we doing here? Get another flex in there. Let's go. All right, move, moving on. Team Outlook. Uh, I drafted Joe Mixon in a couple leagues and felt like last week they made an effort to try and get him going. Uh, Giro Bernard also looked good. Now that the old OC is gone, should we expect more of the same as those two guys, uh, from those two guys as maybe the 1A and the 1B? I could really use Mixon right now. 
Yeah, I think you definitely have to be excited about uh, the new OC and kind of his more commitment to getting Mixon more touches because otherwise it looked like it would be a really slow progression for Mixon to kind of overtake that backfield. But now it seems like that could be expedited. And yeah, I, th- I think you got to be excited with him. I think going into the season, everyone was always hopeful that, you know, he could do both the Geo stuff and the the Jeremy Hill short yardage goal line stuff. So if he can continue to eat into one of those while maintaining, you know, his his mm-hmm. his hand in the other side of the cookie jar as well, I think he'll be, uh, you know, definitely relevant. I, it's hard to see him becoming an RB1 without, you know, fully taking over, but I, I could see him sliding into that RB2 territory pretty comfortably here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be overexposed to Joe Mixon this week in DFS. I haven't looked at DK yet, but I have looked at FanDuel, and his price is way down there. And pairing him up with uh, oh, the aforementioned Dalvin Cook. I think there's another Dalvin Cook question coming up here. But uh, Dalvin or Joe Mixon, I think, is a guy this week. Uh, the matchup isn't superb. He's on the road. But I think his workload is finally there, and I think we're going to start to see some fireworks here. Uh, Mans, I, I apologize. I haven't talked to you in a while, so I'm going to get you back here on the waves. And, and you, sir, get the glory, all be to the fuck, Mary kill this week, man. So here we go. Phil Ivey, Tom Juan, or Vanessa Russo? Dude, this is really, man, you really tied my brain into a knot with this one, so let me just talk through this, okay? So Tommy Duan, dude, he, this is like my dear friend. We go way, way back. He was my protege, and I don't know if you've heard, but he's like missing, and he shows up sometimes, but things aren't really as they seem. You know, he was in Macau. There's, there's lots of rumors swirling about his whereabouts and well-being. So all this being said, if I could ever find him, I would give him a big kiss and marry him on the spot. So I'm going to marry my dear friend Tommy Dwans. Now, Vanessa Rousseau's very, very beautiful lady. And like full disclosure, I've reviewed some of her poker hands she's played. So like conflict of interest. But I would make sweet, sweet, dignified love to her. I will not say I'm going to F her because I'm like a gentleman and she's a beautiful lady. And finally, I guess I'm going to kill Phil Ivey, dude, because he got busted for cheating at Baccarat and edge sorting, which is a crime that's punishable by death. So I guess if the shoe fits, we're killing Phil Ivey's. Yep, I'm I'm with you there as well. I'm going to kill Phil Ivey. And uh, they, there was a time where he actually went and followed a, just a whole bunch of people a couple of years back, probably looking to gamble and make some money, right, in DFS and fantasy football. And I don't know, it lasted a short while. A bunch of us got filed and then followed, and then all of a sudden we just, just a whole slew of us got axed. Well, obviously some people didn't get axed, but I was on the axe list, so I'll go ahead and axe him as well. All right, Pete, throwing it back your way, redraft from the forums, Deontay Foreman and Matthew Stafford or Derek Henry and Andy Dalton. I have the Andy Dalton-Henry side and also have Mariota. Yeah, I think if you if you have Mariota, that the, the upgrade at quarterback isn't as significant. You know, if, if you really felt you were kind of thin there, that, and then, yeah, I think the Dalton to Stafford upgrade is nice. But because you can kind of platoon Dalton and Mariota anyways, then I like Henry a lot more than Foreman. And they're still both kind of handcuffs that are getting a little bit of workload. But I think in the event that both of the incumbents, you know, Lamar Miller and, and Murray were to go down, I think you've got to love Henry's upside more. So I think I'm going to lean Henry in that situation. Yeah, I'm with you here as well. And and even though there's a quote-unquote downgrade at quarterback, again, who cares, right? It's, it's quarterback. You, you're streaming or you're playing the matchups there. So you definitely want the upside long-term with Derrick Henry as well. Granted, Deontay Foreman, yes, he does look like he's starting to get involved there. Uh, but but Derrick Henry's the one that could take the top off if, if he ever gets a load of that backfield there as well. Uh, I'm That's another player where, you know, I'm going to continue to look at his touchdown props. Uh, Deontay Foreman, not so much. Lamar Miller is going to be an interesting one where I'm going to want to find out what that touchdown prop comes at, comes in at, at on my bookie this week. Because um, him I did scope out. He's only 4500 on DraftKings right now, so I'm not going to go overweight or anything. But I think he's a low-owned contrarian type of play just because... You know, that price for the, the ability that we know he actually has in an offense that you know has to run the ball. And we know with a running quarterback, the running back should get 
a little bit more effective. So we'll we'll see what goes on there. Uh, but I'm looking at all those player props over at my bookie right now, and I would encourage everyone else to do the same as well here uh, because betting is also as important where you're betting as who you're betting on. So the pro move is to get over to mybookie.ag. Mybookie has been in business for years. Their rep is rock solid. They actually do 100% cash bonuses. You remember when the DFS things of the world, like they used to do these 100% cash bonuses? Mybookie literally still does that today. So get over there. They have the fastest two business day payout. You listen to the show, that gives you an edge, lay down some cash and win big today. They pay and it's kind of an important consideration. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering from the toilet a breeze. And if we know anything about uh, my shows here and uh, where I actually get action off, unfortunately, I have four kids in the background. It's on the toilet. Yes, I go to my bookie from the toilet because that's the only place I get some privacy in this freaking house. So join now. <laughs> my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use our promo code Roto Mailbag. Roto Mailbag. Roto Mailbag. Activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, player outlook, Pete. Should we continue to see high volume from Sterling Shepard the rest of the way? I have both him and Brandon Marshall and need to obviously sell one. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, good luck if you're trying to sell uh, Marshall, but <laughs> I assume that would be the one you would want to sell. Yeah, Marshall just doesn't seem interested in, in playing football right now. Uh, but I guess the real question is, even if Eli can support anyone beyond Odell in this offense consistently, and that includes, you know, with Evan Ingram looking pretty solid as well. So I, I'd be a little concerned uh, with both of them. Uh, I think your best case scenario is one of them, you know, gets hurt or Marshall just decides to retire after week five. And then, uh, the target share becomes a little bit more narrow. But yeah, I, I would, uh, I would be trying to get out from under Marshall, but I just don't know what you're going to get in return. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. And I think it's like in the short term here or in a good positive matchup, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm definitely good with Sterling Shepard because they can't run for crap, right? So that, that volume just has to funnel through the offense there. And, and Sterling Shepard, uh, another one of those guys, 4,900 on DraftKings, right there by Richard Matthews there. So, uh, make one lineup with Matthews, make another one with Shepard. There you go. That's the Manzanelli tip for the day, Mans. All right. What's the worst job you ever had, Mans? Dudes, yeah, you probably should have asked this question to Peter because, like, dude, I've never had to work a day in my life. I've been, like, very blessed that I kind of <laughs> just, like, let my money work for me and I have lots of investments and, you know, lots of stuff like that. And, dude, I just – I've made so much money from poker and DFS that, yeah, unless you consider that a job, I guess I guess the worst job I've ever had is trying to manually submit 150 lineups, bro. But, dude, money's never really been an issue and, uh yeah, dude, I've just been hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed, all right, team. Outlook, here we go, Pete. Now that Josh Doxson is hashtag blessed and has finally scored a touchdown, are they going to continue to look to his direction? And if so, does he hurt the aforementioned Terrell Pryor or Jameson Crowder going forward? Yeah, that catch he had uh, on on Monday night or was it Sunday night? That was pretty uh, was pretty incredible. I I don't know how he fully ascends there. You know, if Jordan Reed's playing, you know, Pryor, Crowder, it's hard to imagine him really taking over. So I think ultimately he's just going to be a pain in the ass if you own the other guys, where he never is getting enough to ascend, but getting enough just to kind of dampen the ceiling of those other players. Yeah, I mean, clearly the only guy you want outside of Kirk Cousins in, in this offense that you can actually rely on is Chris Thompson, right? <laughs> yeah, Chris Thompson, our, our uh, this year's Tyreek Hill. <laughs> All right, Pete, movie within a movie time, my favorite. Take one movie's cast of characters, pick them up, move them to a completely different movie's plot. What's the new movie and how does it play out? Okay, I'm very, I've been very excited for this one. This is one of the, uh, the hallmark questions on the mailbag. Uh, All right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the cast of the Fast and the Furious, you know, across all the different editions, one through one through eight. And I'm going to drop them into the movie Jaws. And basically what we're <laughs> going to have is we're going to have Dom on the beach, kind of like holding everyone back, pulling kids out of the water. And then he's going to call up the rock and the rest of the crew. And it's going to be like 90 straight minutes of them riding the shark like a bull, shooting military grade weapons at it. 
and then they're ultimately going to drag it to shore. And actually, we're going to get a little mashup with The Rock and Baywatch, too, as they kind of like pull it out of the water, and then everyone will pop open a few Coronas around the dead shark. <laughs> I can actually see that being done, too. Like, I, the, the docos came on, and he, he did a Eurotrip segment. And I can, I can see the, like, the, the serious version of this movie coming out, and it kind of being, having, like, a commando feel to it. And then I can also see, like, the, uh, the, the scary movie type of version of it as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the reason this, uh, it's such a good type of question is because this is literally how Hollywood comes up with their ideas. <laughs> They're like, what's a cast? What's a movie idea? And how can we slightly remix it? Uh, so it's vaguely familiar to people and then they'll come out and see it again. And they get paid to do that job here and make much more money than I do. Uh, but our movies have already been much, much better on this very show. Confirmed. This is, it's true. All right. Redraft, PPR, Pete, Andre Allington, Isaiah Crowell, Mike Gillisley. Which one do I start this week? Uh, I'm probably going back to Gillisley. I know it's PPR. I know he didn't score last week, but they're at home. We we know his, his ceiling is three touchdowns. Uh, he just seems like a really good bet every game to get into the end zone. You know, everyone wanted to say, is he going to be blunt in this offense? You know, it maybe not quite that much because he's not getting as much other work between the twenties, but I still want a piece of that Pat's offense when they're Tom Brady's not going to throw five TDs a game. Some of those are going to be rushing TDs. So yeah, I'm going to chase Gillisley. I don't want to bother with Ellington. I, I have no idea what his week to week target and touch is going to be. And, and Crow last week in a great spot against the Colts, um, really didn't get the workload to get it done. So I just view him as a little bit more volatile. So I'm going to chase that, that New England offense. Very good. All right, Pete, if you can go anywhere in the world, anywhere in time, where or when would you go? Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, right now, uh, I, I really want to go to Japan, but I don't, but if I have the option to go at any time in history, I think I would probably go to, Somewhere like Egypt, maybe when the when the pyramids were being built, I think it would be crazy to see kind of like an architectural feat like that in real time being constructed when the world was was so primitive. And just seeing that happen, I think would be uh would be pretty cool to see. So primitive yet so ironically advanced all the same, right? I can tell you one thing, no, Pete. I did recently have to do a flight, and on that flight, I watched the the remake, or I don't know if you can call it a remake, but I watched the Mummy. With, with Tom Cruise, and this was the worst piece of shit movie I've ever seen in my entire life. So I just had to throw that out there. I don't even know why I thought of it. Oh, because we're in Egypt, right? Yeah, we're in Egypt, and the mummy sucked. So, but then, but we're gonna get the cast of the Fast and Furious to remake the Mummy, uh, and then we'll be in business. We will definitely be in business. <laughs> All right, uh, DFS here. It looks like the last DFS. Uh, question of the show here, Pete. So the top running back guys have given way to the second tier guys like Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, and Delvin Cook just smashed his price, just smashed last week. His price increased, but didn't increase enough for the usage. No, I think I think you definitely go back to Dalvin Cook. I mean, we, we've now seen it. It took, what, three or four weeks, four or three weeks, I guess, for Kareem Hunt's price to kind of become the top-ranked running back. I know he is on on FanDuel, and I feel like there's maybe one more week with Dalvin Cook producing like an RB1 before his price has that one final jump. So I think he's squeezed in there. I believe he's 6,500 on DraftKings, which is still definitely in that middle tier. I, I think you definitely go back to him. He looks like a, like an RB1 that should be priced up there uh, with all the other top guys. Yeah, I'm with you there 100% as well. All right, mans, uh, we're going to bring you back in here um, because I, I've heard you talk about the poker tubes, yo, right? But I've never actually heard you give a food hot take, so this is your time to shine. Yeah, dude, uh, thank you for getting me back on the mic. I just want to say I love Dom. I love Fast and Furious. I love Coronas. That sounds like a great remix. Uh, but the reason I don't talk about food that often is because I actually don't require it, it much. I kind of subsist on my own excellence. But I will say there are some indulgences that I take, you know, some protein bars, and then, of course, the daily Four loco that I drink. <laughs> the the daily four loco man sorry so let me ask you this all right so you're in the to the daily four loco i i used to indulge a little bit in something called sparks right well it's it tastes like an energy drink but it's like a malt liquor but 
before they changed the law, the Sparks had energy drink plus liquor in it. Did you ever indulge in the Sparks? Dude, yeah, dude. Of course, I've had the Sparks ever since I was a young child. I first started on the Surge, uh, <laughs> you know, which was kind of a Mountain Dew-esque drink. And I've since, uh, you know, built on that. I, I used to actually make my own combination energy drinks with alcohol before even Four Loco and Sparks thought of these types of ideas. So, yeah, dude, I, w- I was on that train. They they took away the patent from you, didn't they? They did, I'm, and they will be seeing my lawyer. Fair enough. All right, Pete, we're going to wrap it up here. Give us your week four bold prediction. All right, my bold prediction. So I know we were talking about Richard Matthews earlier, but I'm going to say Eric Decker has two TDs this week and that the Titans-Texans game in general is the one everyone wishes that they had stacked come Monday. Oh, oh man, I'm getting the, the, the juices are flowing here. Now, oh, because I liked Rashard Matthews, now I almost have to go back to the well and look at this whole script again because of that odd take. And I got to say, it's Eric Decker. I mean, all the dude does is score touchdowns, right? Like man's, you know, just pulling down big poker wins here. So I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look at that. Man's, you got any, uh, last, last thoughts on this or maybe your own bold prediction here? Uh, yeah, dude. Well, I only played the uh, the full Thursday through Monday slate solely so I could mash in Aaron Ripkowski's into every one of my lineups. He had a nice catch for six yards earlier tonight. Ultimately got vultured at the goal line by Aaron Jones, I heard. But uh, yeah, dude, Ripkowski's 100% of my lineups, 100% exposure. One one of these days, it's going to be for Ripkowski for the win, and the man's is going to take down all the bucks. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a road of his podcast. And if you have any questions you want answered on the RV Mailbag, again, just shoot us an email, roadofhisradio at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at roadofhisradio. Use the hashtag RV Mailbag as well. Fellas, i got to say thanks for carving out the time and coming on the show. Uh, be, sharp, sure, be, sharp, be sure to follow Pete on Twitter at Peter Over at and check out poker tubes and uh pete any closing thoughts no yeah thank you uh thank you so much for having me on uh i i love the mailbag and it was an honor to uh to be on and uh i suppose thank you for giving mans the uh the platform to to do his thing as well yeah i mean that's what we have to do i mean we we're nice people we're good human beings and let's face it the man's gives back to the community here quite a bit actually so i think sometimes man's goes a little bit under under owned himself and underappreciated so man's like go ahead give us one last piece of advice for the peeps and uh before they set their lineups for this weekend that's right, dudes. You know, I just always want you guys to get paid and get laid. And I will do a little plug, dude. I am going to be the upcoming, there's an upcoming poker tournament on the show, Poker Nights in America. It streams live on Twitch October 7th and 8th. We got Philly Helmuse battling against some other pros. And I will be there live at the Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh doing sideline reporting for this program. Very exciting stuff. You guys can catch me on the internet and subsequently on the TVs. That's right. Mans is going to be on CBS Sports Network when they re-air that show. So yeah, don't miss don't miss the Mans before the rest of the of the world gets on the Mans train. Boom, the man's moving and shaking. All right, everyone. Please don't uh, forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. It means a lot. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. As the Mans would say, get paid and get laid. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Mailbag, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Get paid and get laid. Doing well. Can you hear me all right? You are coming in crisp, about as crisp as they get. Your shit is flawless. Has anybody told you your shit is flawless before? (laughs) No, you're the first man. I aim to please.
get paid, and get laid. So how was the game? Uh, it was shitty. We left pretty early, which is good because it was on a ridiculously slow pace. But it was also just super cold, too. It kind of snuck up on us, so it made sense to leave early. Yeah, Jeez, I mean, this is like the last MLB DFS slate of the year or something, right? It's about that time of year. Probably. I, honestly, I, I literally know nothing about baseball. I was asking, I was like, oh, Dustin Pedroia is still on the Red Sox. Uh, that's how out of the loop I am. <laughs> you know what? It um, seems like you are cutting out every eh, once in a while here. Let's see here. Yeah, I was just hearing that. I don't... I'll make sure I have any windows I don't need closed out, but... Oh, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. I'm just going to turn the game off. I've got, like, 12 freaking browsers open, and one of them is the game, and it's getting turned off. Oh. Okay. That should that should do it. Yeah, I don't... I don't... No, it wasn't, it wasn't the game. I'm not... No? I'm going to chalk this one, one up to Skype. Let me call you right back. Yo. Yo. Get paid and get laid. So I was thinking, um, I mean, work has been kicking my ass. I'm tired as shit. And I'm thinking that um, maybe you can just play this role, too, and do all three parts. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm still getting the cutout every once in a while. I don't know what the hell is going on here. That is that is weird. What's weird, too, is it seems like it's cutting out at the same intervals. It's like every eight seconds or something. Yeah. It's like a like a drum beat. Hey, either hi there, oh there. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. All right, sounds good. I don't even think I have any outtakes for this week. Like, there, if there's not outtakes, you don't you don't have to force it. No, oh, I force everything. There you go. I, I think you. I think we just we just got the outtakes right there. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I don't have any outtakes. Yeah, you do. They're right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's some deep level inception type shit right there i know exactly yeah and then you then you start having outtakes for the outtakes oh uh, man that's when you really get your mind blown i had a dream like that the other night where i you know woke up but i was still dreaming you know i was dreaming within the dream and it terrified me that is awful it's it's like the dream where you're late for the test and then do you ever have that dream? The late for the test dream? I think I used to back when I was in college, but now because I, I'm not thinking about tests and stuff, I don't think I have it anymore. So for so my version of it is never a test. I'm always late to a soccer game, and I can't find my shin guards or my cleats. Uh, I'm missing a shoe, and then my, my mom goes back to the store to find the shin guards, and then she shows up with the shin guards, and I look at my bag, and I don't have my goalie gloves. Or Yeah, that that's... Wow, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it's always weird because you go, I, I don't know, I'll go like a couple weeks without remembering a dream and then I'll just have one batshit crazy one and you wake up and you're just like, what is going on in my life? Man, that's a wrap. Nice, dude. Get paid and get laid. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.